This tape is on Masechta Rosh Hashanah. The Masechta is divided into four prakim. The first two Mishnayis of the first parak deal with Arba Rosh Hashanah and Arba Prakim Shabahem Nidan Ha'olam. The balance of the first and second prakim discuss Kiddush HaChaydish, while the last two prakim deal with the halachas of the day of Rosh Hashanah, the Shefer and the Nusach Hatfila. We know that the Jewish calendar is primarily based on the movement of the moon, the Levana, as it revolves around the earth. Given the fact that the moon is visible due to the rays of the sun, there are times when on earth we can see all or part of the moon, and times that we cannot see any of the moon. From Rosh and onward, since we see the part of the moon facing the sun, the moon gets bigger and bigger by the day, until it is a full moon on the 15th of the month. Then it begins to get smaller and smaller, since it begins to lose light from the sun. By the end of the month, we don't see it at all. The moment it finally becomes visible, again, is what's called the Moilet, since it is now reborn. So when you hear in Shul that they announce, the Moilet will be the this Moilet that we're talking about. This is also referred to as the new moon, or referred to as Rosh The length of the complete month, i.e. the time between one Moilet and the next, is exactly 29 days, 12 hours, and 793 chalokim. An hour, incidentally, is equal to 1,080 chalokim. So a month is about 29 and a half days, plus an additional 44 minutes. This is because if one hour has 1,080 chalokim, we're now taking 793 parts over the fraction 1,080, which is about 44 minutes. The Pasuk in Bamidbar, Perek Yudalaf Pasuk Chav, says, Ad Chodesh Yamim. This teaches us that a month must have an equal group of full days. You cannot have partial days within a month. We can't have a month, for example, of 29 days, 12 hours, and 793 chalokim. Therefore, in general, we alternate months. One month has 29 days, followed by one month that has 30 days. So since each month is about 29 and a half days, you can alternate that day, and when the year is over, you've got your full year. The 30-day months, which are called Mole, are Tishrei, Kislev, usually, Shvat, Nisan, Sivan, and Av. The months that are Chaser, i.e. 29 days, are Cheshvan, usually, and then Teves, Adar, Iyar, Tammuz, and Elo. So it would seem perfect given this scenario. However, we have two other issues. Number one, what do we do with the extra 44 minutes that we have every month? Because if you alternate to 29.30 to get to 29.5, we're now left with 44 minutes every month. What do we do with that? And number two, we have certain rules about Yamim Taibim which present certain ones from falling on certain days. For example, we know the Klal of Loi Adu Reish. That means that Rosh Hashanah cannot fall out on Aleph, Dalet, or Vav. Rosh Hashanah cannot fall out on Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday. Why is this so? Because if it fell on Sunday, then Rosh Hashanah Rabbah would fall out on Shabbos. And we can't have that. And if it fell out on Wednesday or Friday, Yom Kippur would then fall out on Friday or Sunday, respectively. And then we would have Shabbos next to Yom Kippur. And we can't have that either. Therefore, they created two variable months, namely Cheshvan and Kislev. Although in a typical scenario, Cheshvan would have 29 days and Kislev would have 30 days, which is called the Shnas Kisidron. Sometimes both months have 30 days, and the year would be called Mole, and sometimes both have just 29 days, then the year would be called Shnas Chaser. So a year that is Chaser 
has 353 days, a year which is Kisidran has 354 days, and a year which is Malay has 355 days. This would be the end of this Hakdama, except for the fact that we have another Pasuk. In Devarim, Perak Tezayin, Pasuk Aleph. The Pasuk says, Shamar Eschaydesh Ha'aviv, Yasisa Pesach. The Pasuk says that the Yom Tov of Pesach must be celebrated during the spring season. If so, if we rely only on the lunar calendar, we have a problem. The solar year, which is the English calendar, has 365 days. The lunar year has an average of 354 days. So let's take, for example, the year 1970, when Pesach fell on April 21st. The next year, Tesvav Nisan, is 11 days earlier. Since there's an 11-day difference between the length of a lunar year, 354 days, and the length of a solar year, 365 days. So in 1971, according to this Cheshman, Pesach would have been on April 11th. The next year, 1972, Pesach would again be 11 days earlier. So it would have fallen on April the 1st, and so on and so forth. By 1981, Pesach would fall out at the end of December, and Pesach would be in the middle of the winter. And the Pasuk said that it has to be B'chaydish Aviv, it has to be in the spring. Therefore, what's the solution to be able to be Mesach in this, to make it work out? They were Masakin leap years on a 19-year repeating cycle. Within every 19 years, there are eight leap years. And these are years number 3, number 6, 8, 11, 14, 17, and 19. These leap years act as a check and balance between the lunar years and the solar years. So in a year that Pesach gets to be a little bit too early, a leap year comes along and pushes it later. So it keeps, makes sure that Pesach remains in the spring, and therefore all the other Yom Tevim fall at their appropriate times of the year. The last 19-year cycle began in the year Tafshin Lamed Tess, 1978-79. So this year, for example, Tafshin Nun Beis, 1991-92, is the 14th year of the 19-year cycle, and hence it's a leap year. This entire calendar system was set by Hillel Hasheni in the year 4,119 of Bria Soilem. That's when Hillel Hasheni set this whole calendar system. Before that time, Adim, who saw the new Levana, used to come to Besdin late in the day of the 29th of the month. Besdin would be biting them, and if it was felt that they really did see the new Levana, there would be Machriz that the previous month was Chaser, 29 days, and the new month would begin on the 30th. If there were no Adim, the past month was considered Mole, 30 days, and the 31st day became Rosh and with this Hakdama, let us begin our Masechta on Daf Beis Amid Aleph. Arba Rosh Hashanah The Mishnah. There are four Rosh Hashanahs. On Rosh Chodesh Nisan, we have Rosh Hashanah Lemelachim, for kings. We count the king's years, not on the day he began his reign, but via Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So if someone became king, for example, on Chof Beis Adar, when Rosh Chodesh Nisan comes, it's considered that he's now in his second year already. Rashi explains that this is Nogea for the dating of Shtaras, due to Shalom Malchus. Rosh Chaydish Nisan is Rosh Hashanah L'Regalam. If someone promises to bring a carbon, he should bring it on the first Yom Tev that's possible. If three Yom Tevim pass, then he's over on the Isser of Balta Acher. To be over the three Regalam, a, a person must pass a full sequence of Pesach, 
Shavuos and Sukkot in that order, not having brought his carbon. The third is Rosh Chodesh Elul. This is the Rosh Hashanah Lameiser Behema. One of every ten animals born is Mechuyev a carbon Shlomim. But Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shimon hold the Rosh Hashanah for Meiser Behema is Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. Also we say that on Rosh Chodesh Tishrei that is considered the Rosh Hashanah Lashanim, the calendar year. Later on we're going to have a Machlaikis when exactly the world was created. Rebbe Lazar says, B'tishrei Nivra Ha'ilam. So the world was created on the first day of Tishrei. Rabbi Yeshua says the world was created in Nisan. And finally, the Rosh Hashanah of Shemitah, of Yovel, when you can't work the fields and servants go free, etc., of Natiya, planting, that you can't have enough from Arla. This, and also the Rosh Hashanah for Yerakas, we have to give Meiser to a Levi, these are all on Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. And finally, Rosh Chodesh Shvat is the Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanis, for trees, according to Beishamai. But according to Beishtilal, the Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanas is considered Tu Bishvat, Tesbav Bishvat, the 15th day of Shvat. The Gemara. Why did they have to set a day for Rosh Hashanah Le'malachim? And Rav Chizda answers that we need it for the purpose of Shtaris. The Gemara says, if someone became a king on Choftes Adar, just before Rosh Chodesh Nisan, he already has credit for one full year when Rosh Chodesh Nisan comes around. And we say that a king's crowning determines when his reign begins. This calculation is similar to the call of Mixus Hayyim Kikulai, that even though it's only a small portion of the year that's passed, that full part of the that little part of the year is considered a full year for the king, and now when Rushkaidish Nisan comes, he's now in his second year. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yechanan taught us how we learn that Rosh Hashanah Malachim begins on Rushkaidish Nisan. We learn it from the Pasuk that says which is a Pasuk in Malachim. Just like Yitzhiya Mitzrayim was in Nisan, so too the reigning of kingdoms are dated in Nisan. Taisvah says that no matter what, what we pick here, we always count months from Chaydish Nisan. In other words, whether we say that it's Tishrei or Nisan or whatever, months, when we count them, we always begin by counting Nisan. Since the Pasuk says, HaChaydesh HaZelachem Reish Chodoshim. Daf Gimel. When Aaron was Nifter, all the Anonim disappeared. And the Gemara has a Havamina about every single month of the year. The Gemara thinks maybe every month, maybe Kislev, maybe Teves, maybe those are considered the first months of the year. And the Maskan is Nisan is considered the key first month of the year. The Gemara says that in the Torah we never state specific names for the individual days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, etc. Taisus asks, we do see that we name days of the week, we see it by Bereshus. It says, etc. Taisus answers, those are not days of the week, but rather these are referring to the days since the creation of the world. It was the second day of creation, the third day of creation, etc. And the Ritva asks, why is it that there are no names in Tanakh given to the days of the week, but rather, they're always referred to as B'yem HaShlishi, B'yem HaRavi, etc. Why weren't they named? Like in the United States, we say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. So the Ritva answers, the Medrash explains, since the Torah says, Zohar HaShem HaShabbos Tekadshay, that you're not only supposed to remember Shabbos on the day of Shabbos, but you're supposed to remember Shabbos on every day of the week. So by saying, Yem HaShlishi, Yem HaRavi, etc., 
we're Mekayim, the mitzvah of Zechira Shabbos, on Tuesday also, because we've said it's the third day since Shabbos. The same shot would apply to the months. Why does the Torah not call them Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Tammuz, etc.? The rabbi of the Torah always refers to months as Bechaydesh Hasheni or Bechaydesh Hashlishi. So he answers, this is due to the mitzvah of Zechiris Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which was a Nisan. So Bechaydesh Hashvi reminds us that it is the seventh month since the Chaydesh of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Aysen, and why today do we have names? If, in fact, we want to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, why do we in fact say today Nisan, Ir, Sivan, Thomas, etc.? So Ritvah answers that these names were incorporated in the days of Babel. And the purpose of calling them by Nisan, Ir, Sivan, etc. were to remind us that we're in Golis. But in fact, in many places, like in Megillah Esther, we refer to both of them. Bachaydish Harishan, Huchaydish Nisan. That you mention both names to be able to remember both Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the fact that today we're in Golis. Rav Chizda says Nisan is only Rosh Hashanah to Jewish kings, but kings from the rest of the world. Rosh Hashanah is Tishrei. But Kairish, even though he was a non-Jew, we refer to his Malchus from Nisan, since he was a Kashura king, although later on he turned sour. Daftalit. If someone gives Tzedakah, Shalai Lishma, he also gets Schar, since we know from the Gemara Psachim at Davches, Ha'emer Sela Zulut Tzedakah, Bishvil She'yichya Bini, Ubishvil Se'eske Ba L'chai Ha'elam Haba, Harehu Tzadik Gomer. We see that if a person does not do it necessarily lishma, but rather a person says, I'm giving the tzedakah for the purpose that my son should live a long time, he still gets the mitzvah. And we know that this is true because we say, We see that Daryavesh turned sour, since number one, he set some specifications for how to build a base of English, and number two, since he had bad kavanas. The Gemara says Jews keep their Torah close to them, the way Goyim keep their dog, their shagel, close to them. And Jews will get schar for this chavivas hatara. The Gemara says the yantav that occurs in Nisan, Pesach, is the Rosh Hashanah for counting the yamim taivim in regard to when you'll be over on Balta Acher if you didn't bring the carbon that you pledged. Kisidor neder lashem within a specified period of time. According to Rav Shimon, only after you've passed all three regalim beginning with Pesach are you over on Balta Acher. So sometimes, in fact, five regalim will pass before you could be over. In other words, if you made the netter, for example, before Shavuos, five Yom Taivim would pass before you'd be over on Balta Acher. There are others who argue on Reb Shimon. The Tanakhama says any three Yom Taivim in any order, you would already be over on Balta Acher. Reb Meir says any one regal. Reb Lazar ben Yaakov says two regalim. Reb Lazar ben Reb Shimon says only if Sukkot passes, then you're over on Balta Acher. Leket is when one cuts a field, the stalks that fall to the ground must be left for the Aniyah. Shikra is after the grain is in piles. If a person forgot to bring it to the silo, he must leave it for the Ani. And Peah is one must leave a corner of the field for the Ani. These three things can also have the lav of Balta Acher. And finally, the Gemara says on the Shalosh Regalim, every Zohar is supposed to come to Yerushalayim and bring a carbon Eila and Chagiga on the first day of Yantif. If he didn't bring it, he has six days for Tashlumen. This applies even to Shavuos, which only has one day. For Sukkot, you can only make up for the next six days, but you cannot make it up on Shemini Atzeres. Since we say Tafasta Meruba Loi Tafasta, Tafasta Mua Tafasta, and since Shemini Atzeres is a Chag Bifne Atzmai, you cannot make up a Tashlumen on that day. Dafei. 
Just like the carbon Pesach leads need, le- needs lina, that you have to stay overnight, Sukkot also needs lina, because the Pasuk says, Ufanisa babayker, v'yalachta liyayalecha. The Torah says, Malay yamim, the Kadesh chaydesh. From this we learn that we count lunar months. The new moon, the Milet, appears every 29 days, 12 hours, and 793 chalokim. The Pasuk ad chaydesh yamim, teaches us that you cannot proclaim Rosh Chodesh in the middle of a day, but only at the beginning of a full day. So in some months we push forward, so the month would have 30 days, it would be Mali, and in some months we push backwards, the month has 29 days, it's Chaser. The Gemara asks, can the carbon Pesach have a Tashlumen? If you miss Pesach, you can't make it up, so how is it Shaykh to have a Balta Acher? Shrav Chizda says there is no Balta Acher, but it's just part of the Pasach. Rav Shesha says it becomes a Shlomim, which can have Balta Acher if you rate three Yamim Taivim to bring it. And finally, the Gemara says if a person becomes over on Balta Acher regarding a Bechar, then the, Bechar, then the Bechar does not become Pasal, and he still must give it to the Kayin even after this man. But other Karbanas, which had Balta Acher, the Havamina would be but their Pasal, since they're a Mitzvah, Habababera, Kamash Malan, it's not. Dafav. If a person steals money or doesn't pay a debt, i.e. a pledge, then his wife may die. A neder is when a person pushes, puts a responsibility on himself. A nedava is when a person puts responsibility on a particular item that he wants to pledge. The Gemara says, Maitzei Sfasecha is referring to a pledge. Tishmar tells you that you'll be over on a loisase if you don't keep your promise. And Bezdin can force you to bring it if you don't bring it yourself. The Gemara says there was an Isra Balta'achar by a nedava, if you wait before bringing it. And Rabbi said that in a Davalit Staka, one must give it immediately, or he'll be over on Baltaacher. Why is this so? Since Aniyim are available at every given moment. So at those particular moments when the Ani is available, he should give it to him immediately, otherwise he's over on Baltaacher. Mashinkin, of course, by Karbanas, we say you have three Regalim in order to bring it before you're over on Baltaacher. The Gemara says even after the three Regalim pass, and he's over on Baltaacher, he will continue to be over on every single day, even after that, that the person delays. A buyer has the right to buy back the house that he sold for up to one year. Rebbe says that a year is equal to 365 days, and the Chachamim say until the Hebrew anniversary, in other words, 12 months later, or 13 months later, if it's a leap year. The Gemara says that from one Rosh Hashanah to the next is four days. So if Rosh Hashanah one year is on Sunday, the following year, it would be on Thursday. Today we have a set calendar, and Cheshvan and Kislev can vary. Sometimes they have 29 days, sometimes they have 30, and sometimes it's Kisidran, where Cheshvan has 29 days, and Kislev has 30 days. So in other words, a lunar year can have, if it's a regular year, it is 354 days, Shnas Kisidran. If it's a chaser year, both Cheshvan and Kislev have 29 days, then it's 353 days. And if it's a full year, a mala year, where both Cheshvan and Kislev have 30 days, then the year has 355 days. In a leap year, Shnas Mubaris, the extra month, which is Adar Aleph, has 30 days. Therefore, if a year is Kisidran, it would have 384 days. If it's a year which is chaser, then it would have 383 days. And if it's the year that's Mole, it would have 385 days. So the way it works out in a Jewish calendar, there are six different lengths of a Jewish year. 
as we mentioned before, that there is a 19-year cycle which our calendars are based on. Eight of those 19 years are leap years, and 11 of those 19 years are regular years. In a regular year, depending on whether it's Chaser, Kisidron, or Maleh, the year would be 353 days, 354 days, or 355 days long. 350 is exactly divisible by 7. But in a year which has 353 days, you now have three extra days in that year. What that means is, is that Pesach, from one year to the next, in a year which has 353 days, would come out three days later than the previous year. In a year which is 354 days, Pesach would come out four days later than in the previous year. And in a year which is 355 days, Pesach would come out five days later than the previous year. In a leap year, which is Chaser, and it's 383 days long, Pesach would come out five days later than the previous year. In a year which is a leap year, which is Kisidron, and has 384 days, Pesach would come out six days later than the previous year. And in a leap year, which is Male, Pesach would come out seven days later, because that year has 385 days, which is exactly divisible by seven. In most instances, if you go from one Pesach to the next, you'll notice that typically Pesach moves up by five days. Or, say it in another way, Pesach moves back by two days. So if one year Pesach, for example, is a Thursday, very often the following year Pesach will come out on a Tuesday. And this is true since of the six combinations that we just mentioned before, two of the six, Pesach comes out five days later than in the previous year. In a regular year, which is Mole, which is 355 days, so Pesach comes five, year, five days later than in the previous year. And in a leap year, which is Chaser, and 383 days, Pesach also comes five days later than the previous year. So that's that type of a scenario that you would have. Sometimes Pesach, and in fact all Yom Tevim for that matter, will fall out on the same days two years in a row. This, of course, is only Shaykh in a leap year, which is Mole. Because a leap year, which is Mole, has 385 days, which is exactly divisible by 7, equaling 55 exact weeks, which means that from one year to the next, Pesach would fall on the exact same day. This happened, for example, this year, or will happen this year. We know that in Tafshin Nun Aleph, Pesach was on Shabbos, and in Tafshin Nun Beis, this year, 1992, Pesach will also be on Shabbos. This is because this is a leap year, which is Malay. If you look in a calendar, you'll notice that both Cheshvan and Kislev both have 30 days. Let me also add here that an interesting little trick. If a person knows when Pesach falls out, he could then figure out any other yomtiv for the rest of that year. You figure this out by going backwards in the Aleph base. Each backward letter of the Aleph base, beginning from Tuf, corresponds to the first or second day of Pesach. So, for example, if the first day of Pesach falls out on Shabbos, like it does this year, so we take the letter Tuf. Tuf is equal to Tishabov. And Tishabov, technically, this year would fall out on Shabbos. But since Tishabov can't be on Shabbos, we push it off to Sunday. Shin corresponds to the second day of Pesach. And Shin stands for Shvuas. So Shvuas would be on Sunday. And if you look in a calendar, you'll see that Shvuas actually falls out on Sunday. Resh is equal to Rosh Hashanah. That's the third day of Pesach. That would be the Monday. So Rosh Hashanah would fall out on a Monday.
Kuf, the fourth day, is equal to Kriyas HaTayra, the fourth day of Pesach. Pesach begins on Shabbos, so the fourth day is Tuesday. Shabbos, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And Kriyas HaTayra, which is equal to Simchas Tayra, that's on Tuesday. Tzadik, which is the fifth day, stands for Tzom, which is Yom Kippur. That is on Wednesday, because that's the fifth day. Pei, which is the sixth day, stands for Purim. This is not the Purim going forward, but rather the Purim going backward. You couldn't really go forward because Cheshvan and Kislev are in the middle, and that messes that up. Now, once you know Tisha B'Av, you also know Shiva Sabatamas, because Tisha B'Av falls out on the same day as Shiva Sabatamas. And of course, once you know Rosh Hashanah, you know when all the other Yom Tevim fall out around that time of the year, also. So much for the calendar. Now, let's continue back in the Gemara here on Dachvav. A person who inherits a carbon is not mechuyev in Baltaacher. And Abaye says that a woman is not mechuyev in Baltaacher because only a man has a chiv for Simchas Yantiv. A man must give his wife Simchas Taira, Simchas Yantiv, via giving her clothing. This is what Rashi says. Rav Zera says she is mechuyev in Baltaacher. The Gemara says that a premature animal is called a nephil, and you can't shecht it until it is eight days old. If it survives, it's considered viable. And then you can shecht it if you want the meat. The rush says that this type of nafel is osr ba'achila midarabana. And according to the Rambam, it's osr ba'achila midaraisa. Taisvis in Bechiris points out that, the, that a premature human child is not considered viable until 30 days. Dafsayim. The Rosh Hashanah of months is Nisan, because the Pasuk says, Hachaydish hazelachem reish chadashem, chaydish Ha'aviv, speaking about spring wheat. So Nisan is when you begin counting. And the Rosh Hashanah for leap years is also Nisan. And this is also the Rosh Hashanah for bringing of new Shkalim. The Gemara says you can only proclaim a leap year up to Purim. Leap years depend on the Cheshbainus of Bezdan. The Gemara says that the Karbanas Tzibar, after Rosh Chodesh Nisan, were brought with the new Shkalim of that year. If they were brought with the old Shkalim, then they're also considered good Karbanas. When someone rents out a house, the lease ends one year later. If a person says Shana Zu, then it's the end of this year. Then the lease ends Rosh Nisan. But if it's rented during Adar, then it doesn't end that Rosh Nisan, since Pashtus, nobody rents a house for less than 30 days. And the Gemara asks, Really, how many Rosh Hashanahs are there in our Mishnah? It appears that there are five. So why does it say Arba Rosh Hashanah Mein? So the Gemara answers, everyone agrees that there are at least four. Rabbi Nachman ben Yitzchak says that there are four months of the year that have Rosh Hashanahs. Some months have more than one. For example, Nisan is also the Rosh Hashanah Laimer, since on Tes Zion of that month, things go from being Chadash to Yashan. Rav Papa says the Mishnah only lists Rosh Hashanahs that begin immediately at night. But if they don't begin until later on in the day, for example, the Oimer, or Shtei the Mishnah doesn't list them at all. Also, the Mishnah does not list Rosh Hashanahs that hinge on specific mysis, for example, the carbon armor. Only things that happen automatically. Tafchas. There are four Rosh Hashanahs that come out on Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah Lamalachim. Rosh Chodesh Elul, according to Remeir, is the Rosh Chodesh from Eiser Behema. Rosh Chodesh Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for Shanim, Yevel, and Yerakas. And Rosh Chodesh Shvat is the Rosh Hashanah Lilanas, according to Beishamai. We know according to Beishilil, Tu Bishvat is the Rosh Hashanah Lilanas. Rabbi Lazar holds that the world was created in Tishrei, and we established Kufais based on this. Rabbi Yeshua says the world was created in Nisan. 
Nachum by Yitzchak says that Rosh Chodesh Tishrei is also the Yom Hadin. The pasuk says Tiku b'Chodesh Shayfar b'Kesel Yom Chagenu. We know that we blow the Shayfar in the month when the moon is hidden, and we proclaim it as a Chag, which is the Yantiv that the moon is hidden. We say that it's Rosh Hashanah. It has to be Rosh Hashanah, since all the Yamim Tevim are in the middle of the month. The only Yamtiv that falls out at the beginning of the month when the moon is hidden is Rosh Hashanah. The Pasuk Yichokli Yisrael Hu Mishpat Lekeyakov teaches us that the Bezdin Shalmala doesn't convene until we've convened via Kiddush HaChaydish in the Bezdin Shalmata, i.e. Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara says first Kal Yisrael gets judged, then the other nations gets judged. And finally we say the freedom for Avadim during Yeva technically began on Rosh Hashanah, but they weren't actually set free until after the Shefer on Yom Kippur. And after Yom Kippur, all fields went back to their original owners. Daftas. We know that every 50 years is Yavil. So the year 50, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is both Yavil and year 1 of the next cycle of Shemitah. So year number 56 becomes the next Shemitah year. The Rabbanon say the Pasuk says Yavil he. So that year, year number 50, is Yavil only. And the seven-year cycle for Shemitah does not begin till year 51. So the next Shemitah year is the year number 57. Rabbi Akiva says any plowing in the sixth year that would benefit the seventh year is usher, and what grew in the seventh year cannot be harvested in the eighth year. The Gemara says the fast of Yom Kippur needs Taisvus Yom HaKippurim. You need to add a little bit before and a little bit after, since the Pasuk says Me Erev Ad Erev, and the same halacha applies to Shabbos as well. <coughs> the Gemara says anyone who eats on Erev Yom Kippur it's like he fasted on both the ninth and tenth day of the month of Tishrei. There are three special mitzvahs of Yaibel. Number one, blowing the shaifer. Number two, freedom for avadim, liberty, ukrasim, drabaretz. And number three, Yaibelhi. That tells us that it's Yaibel even if no one sold land or if they did not blow the shaifer. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, if no avadim are available to be set free, then we do not declare Yaibel. Rabbi Yaisi says that if they do not blow shaifer, that's what cancels the Yavil, because they did not blow Shaifer. Durar means liberty or freedom. You can live wherever you want and do business wherever you want. The Gemara says when the Jews will be free to live anywhere in Eretz Yisrael, then Yavil will apply to the whole world. So today, for example, there is no Yavil. The Gemara says there are two types of years. For a year as a unit, Rosh Hashanah is declared in Tishrei. Tishrei, in other words, is the month for the beginning of the year. But for counting of months, Nisan is considered the beginning of the year. And finally, the Gemara says the din of Arla is tali in the parent tree, which provides nourishment to the other trees. Dafyud. The din of Ravai applies in the fourth year, but its Rosh Hashanah is Rosh or Tubishvat. When the Torah says par, it means that the par must be three years old. According to Rameir, it can be 24 months plus one day. This extra one day is equal to a full year. Yom Aleph is considered Kishana, and that makes up your third year. Rebbe Lazar holds that you need 24 months plus 30 days. So the 30 days is necessary to create the third year. By Nida, however, for the first day that the woman sees Dama, she sees it one hour before Shkia, we say mixes Hayom Kikule, and that day counts as a full day. But for her seventh day, we don't say mixes Hayom Kikule, and she must wait until night to go to the mikvah. 
In order for a plant to take root, i.e. it cannot be planted before Shvius, it takes 30 days. This is according to Rebbe Lozer. So in other words, 30 days before, you're not allowed to plant. If you plant within this time frame before Shvius, then it must be uprooted. Rabbi Yehuda says the time frame that we're referring to is not 30 days, but rather 3 days. And Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shimon says it's a period of 2 weeks. The Mishnah in the 5th parak of Nida, Dafmem Hei Beis, sets the day of Bar Mitzvah at 13 years and 1 day. There are numerous pshatim, if this is 13 years and a second, or 13 years and 1 day. Rashi in Nazir, Dafchav Tesamid Beis, says we learn from Levi, who was called Ish exactly at age 13. So that's the age that determines Bar Mitzvah. Taisvis, here on Daf Yud Amid Aleph, Divrei Amaschil Ben, says that Bar Mitzvah is at 13 years and 24 hours. The Ramah in Simon Nun Gimel, Sif Yud, says that if someone becomes Bar Mitzvah on Shabbos, he should not daven Marav for the Amid. But the Mogin Avram and the Mishnah Brewers say that it's okay as long as we're davening Marav after Tzais HaKlechavim. Rabbi Eliezer says the world was created on Aleph B'Tishrei. What this really means is that Adam was created on Rosh Hashanah, but Briyasa Elam, which was a few days before that, actually happened on Chaf Elul. So according to him, we hold B'Tishrei Nivra Ha'elam. And the word Bereshis Baro'elokim, the word Bereshis, has the letters Aleph B'Tishrei. Also, during Tishrei, Avram and Yitzchak were born, and they died. Yitzchak was born on Pesach. Also, Sarah, Rachel, and Hannah conceived on Rosh Hashanah, and on Rosh Hashanah, Yosef was let out of prison, and the Avoidah of Mitzrayim also stopped on Rosh Hashanah. But the Geula, however, of Mitzrayim was in Nisan. However, Betishrei Asidan Ligoyal, the upcoming, in the future, when the Geula will come, that will be in Tishrei. Rabbi Yeshua argues, and he says the world was created on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. He's referring, of course, to Adam Arisha. And Avram and Yaakov were born and died in Nisan. And Yitzchak, of course, also died and was born in Nisan. He agrees with all the other items of Rabbi Yezer, except the Geula, which he says will be in Nisan. We paskin that Briyas HaOlam was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, but Adam was created a few days later. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says that all what was created in the Maiseberatius was created fully mature. And everything was also created uniquely in a way that it wanted to be created. The Gemara says the Avos are called mountains, and Hashem speeded up the Geula of Mitzrayim because of their schusim. As the Pasuk says in Shirashirim, Medalag al-Aharim, Mekapetz al-Hagvois. The Gemara says Nisan is called Chaydish Ziv, the Chaydish of glory, since that's when the trees are glorious in bloom, with colors and flowers, and we make a bracha of Barach Shlechisar Me'aylamai. The Gemara says Hashem fills the years of tzaddikim, so they live mamish until the last day of the year they're supposed to live to. According to our Gemara, Hashem spoke to Avram Avinu on Sukkot, and Yitzchak was born at the following Pesach, and that year was a leap year. The three Malachim came to visit Avram three days after his bris mila. Taisvis brings the Pirkei de Rebbe Leezer, that the bris of Avram Avinu was on Yom Kippur, and the Malachim spoke to him just before Sukkot. The Mechilta says that Yitzchak was born on the first day of Pesach. Rashi in Chumash, as he brings it from the Medrash Tan Chuma, says that the Malachim spoke to Avram on Pesach, which is why we know that he fed the matzahs. And Yitzchak was born one year later, Ke'es Chaya Ulusar Rabbein, on the following Pesach. Argamar holds that the Malachim spoke to him on Sukkot. 
In L'Chadaydi it says, Saif Maseb Machshava Tchila, that although Shabbos was created last, it was actually thought of first. The Gemara says, Chana and Rachel conceived on Rosh Hashanah. This is learned, Agzereshava, from Zechira, Zechira. And Sarah is learned from Agzereshava, Pekida, Pekida, Vashem Pakad as Sarah. In the 600th year of Noach, on the 17th day of the second month of the year, the Mabel began. Rabbi Yeshua holds Benisan Nivra Ha'olam. So that day that the Mabel began was on the 17th day of Iyar. That was the day that the constellation of Kima, Pleiades, changed its natural status. Hashem took away two of its stars, and it opened up the gates of Shemayim, so water would come pouring down onto the earth. Rabbi Eliezer, who holds Betishrei Nivra Ha'olam, so according to him, the flood started on the 17th day of Cheshvan and ended 40 days later on Chafzayim Kislev. And the constellation Kima was below the earth, but Hashem moved it to a position above the earth and pulled the plug, so to say, on the two Kochavim, and then the Mabel started. And we have a Kasha. According to the Gemara, by the Mabel, Hashem changed the world. But according to Rabbi Yeshua, since Kima is already on top of the earth in Iyar, so what exactly did Hashem change? So Rav Chizde answers, what he changed was, Bereischim kilkalu, ubereischim nidainu. With hot liquids they were corrupt, because they did the Averis of Shechvah Zerah, Gili Arois, etc. So they were also punished with hot water. Rosh Hashanah for Meiser, Paris, is on Tu Bishvat. But Rosh Hashanah for Meiser, Yerakas, is on Rosh Hashanah in Tishrei. The Gemara says that we follow Rebbe Leezer regarding counting of years, but we follow Rabbi Yeshua regarding the seasons. Based on the Shemitah cycle, years 1 and 6 of the 7-year cycle, we bring Maiserishan. Of course, in year 7 we don't do anything. In years 1 and 2 and 4 and 5, we bring Maiser Shani. And in years 3 and 6, we bring Maiser Ani. Rosh Hashanah is what divides the years to determine exactly which year it is that we're holding in, so determine, for example, if you're on the border between years 2 and 3, whether you bring Maeser Shani or Maeser Ani. Maeser is given to the lady every year, since the Torah compares Maeser to a Nachla. Just like an inheritance never stops, so Maeser never stops either. Pasuk says, V'yalhalavim tedaber, Nasati lochem memitam benachalascha. Eisen and why in Shemitah do we not give the Levi Maeser Rishon? The answer is because Shemitah, everything is considered Hefker. So then there's no Chiyav at all to do anything. The Rosh Hashanah of Nadarim is Rosh Chaydish Tishrei. So that's when people refer, when people refer to Rosh Hashanah in discussions, that's the day they're referring to. In other words, it's Loshan B'nai Adam. The determination for vegetables of which year we go by is figured out, Lagabi Basu Lakita, from the time that it was picked. Fruits, we figure, from the time that they were formed, Basar Chanata. Tvua, produce, and Zesim are considered form when they've grown when they've grown to one-third of their normal size. The Gemara says that although Shemitah is in year 7, but if Paris reached one-third of their growth before Rosh Hashanah of the 8th year, it still has the halachas of Shemitah on it. In other words, in Eretz Yisrael today you could see this, once we're in the 8th year, even after it's Shemitah, there are still many things you cannot eat. We see this from the fact that Chag HaSukais is mentioned in the Pasuk in the year after Shemitah. Rabbi Yirmiya asked, how did the Rabbanon know that something, Paris, on Sukkot, they know that, that it's when it was have grown to one-third 
Are they ex- such experts in agriculture that they know that by the time Sukkot comes around, it grows one-third? So Reb answered, you can't question the measurements of the Chazal, even though they were established due to Metzius. But if they said it, then that's the halacha. Because if you did, then how did they know that Memsa is enough for a mikvah? And that 39 is not enough? How do they know the difference between 39 and 40 is the difference between kosher and not kosher? It's based on a measurement of Amma Ba'ama Barum Shalashamas. And that's a very precise measurement of Metzius. So how are they so sure? The answer is, is because we can't question the measurements of the Chazal. The Gemara says, as we said, that Shvius, Chiv of Shvius and Maisrus, is determined for Paris, Basar Chanata, from the time of the sprouting. Vegetables are determined, Basar Lakita, from the time of the gathering. And Tvu and Zesim are determined through one third through their growing process. A fourth measurement is for rice, millet, poppy, and sesame. And these we go after when they take root, Basar Hashrasha. If they take root before Rosh Hashanah, we go after that year. If it's after Rosh Hashanah, we go after the new year. So, for example, if you're on the border between the second and third year, it would make a difference whether you take Meister Shani or Meister Ani, and if you were between the sixth and the seventh year, whether it's a year of Shvius or not. There's a machlekes if in a field of old seeds mixed with new seeds, if you can mix them up and take off the proportions according to the mix. Rip Shimon Shizuri says, you can mix them since he holds yesh bila. Shmuel holds bila only works if it's shaman, if it's liquids, because a mixture of liquids really represents a full mixture. You know how it is when you mix liquids together, it mixes very well. Mashenkin with dry things, where it doesn't mix very well, you can't say that. However, pul ha-mitzri, beans, Shmuel holds that the zman gemar is when the peri finishes growing. Incidentally, the Rambam Paskins that we say, Ein Bila. Daf Yudal. Bi'ospecha, migarncha, umikveka. Umikveka. Rabbi Yossi Aglili holds that the criteria for the date of Meiser on a fruit is totally on when the rain fell, which produced this particular growth. Rabbi Akiva says, you go after the general rainwater from the previous year, except for vegetables. The Gemara asks, why is Shvat the cutoff point for the year? Why is that the Rosh Hashanah to determine the correct year for Meiser regarding Paris? And the Gemara answers, since most of the rainwater from the winter has already fallen, that's the time we make the determination. The Gemara says there was a Meiser Rabbi Akiva where he took an Esrug on Rosh Chodesh Shvat on the borderline between years 2 and 3. And he took off both Meiser Sheni and Meiser Ani since he wanted to be Machmer both like Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. We know that Beis Hillel holds that the Rosh Hashanah Li'ilanis is Tuba Shvat, and Meshameh holds that it's Rosh Shvat. So he wanted to be machmer like both. I, Frek the Gemara, we know from the Gemara in Erevin, Dafyud Gimel, there was a Bas call that came down and said that we always paskin like Beis Hillel, when there's a Machlekes between Beis Hillel and Beshame. But before the Bas call, one could choose whoever he wanted to do like. But each person has to be consistent all the time. In other words, either he always holds like Beis Hillel, or he always holds like Beshame. However, if one did the coolest of both, then the person was considered a Russia. And if a person does the chumras of both, he's considered a fool. So how did Rabbi Akiva follow the chumras of both? So the Gemara answers, he was not sure who exactly said what. Really, he wanted to follow Beis Hill. Since he wasn't sure who said what, that was the confusion. Therefore, he followed both chumras. Rabbi Gamaliel says an esrog, although it's really a fruit, but it counts as a vegetable since it can grow with any type of water, not just rainwater. 
Therefore, we go Basar Lakita, the time of the gathering, and not Basar Chanata, like we do normally by fruits. Rabbi Eliezer says that we go Basar Chanata, like we do for any other peri. Tav Everything we know in the Jewish calendar is based on the lunar year, but we do look at the Arba Tkufais, which are related to the solar year. Tkufas Nisan, Tkufas Tamas, Tkufas Tishrei, and Tkufas Tevis. Rabbi said that an Esrug that was formed in year 6, but picked in year 7, is potter from both Meiser and Beer. Rabbi Nuna says it is Mechuyev in Meiser. If it was formed in year 7, but picked in year 8, then it's potter from Meiser, but it's Chayev in Beer. These machlekes are also a machlekes tanoim. Rabbi says that in terms of Meiser, an Esrug's year is determined by when it was picked, but for Shvius, it's determined by when it was formed. The Rabbeinu Usha learned that the key is when it was picked for both Meiser and Shvius. Tafteisayin, the Mishnah. Bi'arba perakim nidain ha'olam. There are four times that Hashem passes judgment every year. On Pesach, Hashem judges the Tfuah. On Shavuos, Hashem judges the Paris Ha'ilan. Of course, to determine whether it's a year of feast or famine. On Rosh Hashanah, Kol Ba'ilam Ivrin Lefanav Kivnei Mar. All creatures pass in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu like the Behemoths of Meiser Behema. Hashem sees the heart of each person and makes a judgment on them. And on Sukkot, Hashem judges the rain, whether there will be a lot of it or none of it or a little bit of it. The Marsha explains that the Mishnah does not use the Nusach of Nidain on Rosh Hashanah, but rather Ivrim, since on Rosh Hashanah the Din begins, but it does not finish until Yom Kippur. The Ran explains on Pesach, we judge for the whole world, how much Tfuah will exist. In other words, the Chafzah, how much will exist. But Rosh Hashanah, we judge for each person what his share of the Tfuah and water will be, i.e. the Gavra. If a calamity happens to a person before Yom Kippur, that it was Nigzar in the year before. If it happens after Yom Kippur, then it was judged in this year's Yom Kippur. Our Mishnah cannot be like Rameir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaisi, or Rabbi Nasa, since they hold differently than the Mishnah does. Rameir holds, Hakol Nidain Barosh Hashanah, but everyone is sealed on Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yehuda holds, Hakol Nidanin Barosh Hashanah, but each individual person or each individual thing is sealed on their special day. And Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Nassim hold that a man is judged every single day of the year, not just on Rosh Hashanah. The Ran explains that Rosh Hashanah was the day chosen for Yom Hadin, since according to Rabbi Lazar, we say B'tishrei Nivra Ha'olam, but according to Rabbi Yeshua, who holds B'nisa Nivra Ha'olam, since Yom Kippur is on Yud Tishrei, Hashem put Rosh Hashanah before it to give a person a chance to do tshuva. The Ritva asks, what is the difference between Din on Rosh Hashanah and Chasima on Yom Kippur. And he answers on Rosh Hashanah they only give the verdict, but in Yom Kippur they give the specific sense for the person. Before we mention that the Shita of Rabbi Yaisi is that a person is judged each and every day and not just on Rosh Hashanah. If so, then what is the purpose of Rosh Hashanah? If one is judged every single day, so what's the difference between Rosh Hashanah and the rest of the year? So the Baal Shem Tov gives a teretz. And he says that, of course, Rabbi Yaisi is Maida, that Rosh Hashanah is the Yom Adin. But he holds that there is another judgment every single day as to how a person reacts and accepts his fate, his judgment. The idea is to be happy every single day and to be Sameach Bechelkai. This is what Hashem measures every single day. The Gemara says that Hashem judges a Melech first, then a regular person, since it's not Derech Eretz, 
to leave a melech standing on the outside. Also, he judges a melech first, so that the melech would not have to take the blame for the averis of the entire rabbin. We are mispal every single day for people who are sick in the bracha of Rifa'enu in Shman Asrei. The Gemara says praying and crying to Hashem is good both before the Gzardin and even after the Gzardin. And the Gemara says the special matanais of the Yom Taivim on Pesach the Eimer, on Shavuos the Shtei HaLechem, on Sukkot the Mayim, were given to Klal Yisrael in order to be a schus for the things judged on those days. The Gemara says that we say Malchios on Rosh Hashanah to show that we fully accept the Malchus of Hashem, the Kingdom of Hashem. We say Zichreinus, so Hashem will remember all the schusim of Klal Yisrael and will use them in our favor. And Shaifrus goes hand in hand with both of these. The Ritva explains that the Chiyav of Malchius, Zechreinus, and Shaifrus is only Mir Rabbanan. Ah, you could ask, if they're only Mir Rabbanan, so how can the Gemara say the Lushan of the fact that Hashem said that you should say Malchius, Zechreinus, and Shaifrus? So the answer is that we have an Asmachta, Zichrein Trua. So this makes it a lot stronger than simply something which is Mir Rabbanan. The Ritva adds that from here we see that an Asmachta is not just something that Chazal happened to find to support their own hypotheses and halachas, but rather the asmachta is really a true halacha, and because of the asmachta, it allowed the chazal to be divinely aspired, and that it's not something that they just simply uncovered, but rather they were divinely aspired to come up with this halacha which really exists. Rabbi Vua asks, Why do we blow the shayfer of a ram on Rosh Hashanah? So the Gemara answers, Since Hashem wanted to remember the Akedis Yitzchak ben Avram, the binding of Yitzchak, and it will be like Klal Yisrael would also bind themselves to Hashem. The Arach Laner asks, why does it have to say the Lushan and the Gemara of Yitzchak ben Avraham? We know who Yitzchak was, we know who his father was. So why does it have to say ben Avraham? So the Gemara answers, so we get the schus of two schusim, one for the Nisyoinus of Yitzchak and one for the Nisyoinus of Avram. Both of them had Nisyoinus during the Akedah. Yitzchak because he allowed himself to be put onto the Mizbeach, and Avram because he took his son to be put onto the Mizbeach. The Gemara asks, why do we blow two sets of Tekiyas on Rosh Hashanah? We know that the two sets are the Tekiyas, the Meyushav. These are blown before Musaf. It used to be that they would sit for these Tekiyas. And the Tekiyas, the Meumad. These are Tekiyas that are blown during Shman Asri. These are the Tekiyas where they used to stand up during the Shman Asri. They would blow them then. So the Gemara answers, the reason that we have two different sets of Tekiyas is Kedela Arvev Hasatan, to confuse the Satan. When he sees such chavivas hamitzvahs, then he will not be able to prosecute Klal Yisrael. That's why we blow the multiple sets of tekiyas. Today, incidentally, the minig is to stand even by the by the tekiyas the miyushav before b'shemon esrei, and that's what we do. We have a machlokes rishonim where the rif, the Rambam, and the Meiri hold that once they were masakin, that we stand by the tekiyas the miyushav before b'shemon esrei. Once you do that and you blow those tekiyas, at that point we are yaitza the chiyav daraisa of tekiyas shayfer. And the later tekiyas just serve to be ma'arvev the sun. Taisvis in Psachim daf kuf tesvav hold that we are not yaitz at that point, but rather the daraisa were not yaitz until later on with the tekiyas the ma'umad during Shman Asrei. Taisvis here asks, how can we blow two sets of tekiyas? What about the halacha of baltaisif? You will be over on baltaisif if you blow two sets. The Taisvis answers, there is no baltaisif if one performs the exact same mitzvah twice i.e. like Birkas Kohanim, for example. Baltaisif is only if you do two different types of things. For example, you take two different ulavim, then you're over on Baltaisif. The Rajba answers that Baltaisif is only 
if someone is mice of something, midas atzmai, on his own. But here, where the extra tekiyas were added, al pidas chachamim, so there was no iser of baltaisif. Rabbi Yitzchak says that any year that the shayfer was not blown on Rosh Hashanah in a certain place, evil will befall that place before the end of the year, since the sutton was not mixed up on Rosh Hashanah. Mereshis Hashanah v'yarachris Hashanah teaches us that if Klal Yisrael asks for kapara with anivus, humbly, then Hashem will end their year with bracha. Rabbi Yitzchak also said that you only judge a person by his mices at a particular moment, not in the future. So even though Hashem knew that Yishmael would be a Russia, but at the moment when he needed water, when he was sitting in the Midbar, and he was misbal to Hashem, at that moment he was a tzaddik. Kishama elokim el kol hanar, ba'asher husham. At that moment, he was a tzaddik. Therefore Hashem listened to his tefillahs and he took care of him. This is one of the key lessons of Rosh Hashanah, that even though a person was chayta all year, if he does tshuva on Rosh Hashanah and he is clean at that particular moment, then Hashem forgives his averis. Rabbi Yitzchuk also said that there are three things that bring forth the averas of man. In other words, these things happen in Shemayim, they make a cheshben of the person. Number one, when a person walks next to a shaky wall, at that moment where a person is in that sakana, in Shemayim they take account of his averas. Number two, ayun tefillah, when a person is overly confident that his tefillahs will be makubal, then they look at his din v'cheshben. And number three, if a person asks Hashem to punish his chaver, then we look at him. Since Rav Oven said, he will get punished first. There are four things that can change the gzardin of a man. Number one, staka, because we know staka tatzil mimavas. Number two, tsaaka, which is tefillah. Number three, shina Hashem, changing a name, as we know, ki when Sarah changed her name, was changed. And finally, shinui maisa. Some add that shinui makam is also something which could change the gzardin, as we see from Avram, lechlechame artsacha. And we know, Mishana Mokam, Mishana Mazel. The Gemara says a person is mechuyiv to pay his respects and visit his Rebbe on Yontif. The Naidib Yehuda asks, why isn't halacha brought down at all today in Shulchan Aruch? So he answers that this chiv was only Bizman Shabbat Samigdash Hayakayim. Then there was a chiv Lekabal Pnei Shechina during the Regalim to the Beis Amigdash. So there was also a chiv to be Mekabal Pnei Rabbi also. But today there, were, where there is no Aliyah Laregel since there's no Beis Amigdash, so we don't visit our Rebbe on Yontif because covered rabbi should not be better than Kvayt Shemayim. And since we can't go to be Mekabal Kvayt Shemayim, we're not Mekabal rabbi either. The Gemara says there's a chiyah for a person to be metahir himself in a mikvah, for Yantif, in order so he'll be ready to eat kachim in Yerushalayim. The question is, bizman hazeh, does this halacha apply that a person needs to go to the mikvah on Erev Yantif? The Sharei Tshuva in Arachayim, Simen, Tovkov Chof Tes, brings from the Shagasari, but there's no chiyah today. But the Matafrayim says that even though there's no chiyah to be metahir, but a person gets the mitzvah if he does. The Gemara says three books of man are opened on Rosh Hashanah. The book, to, the book of Tzadikim are written and sealed, la'alter l'chaim, immediately. The book of Rishayim are written and sealed for Misa, la'alter, immediately. And the Bainanim are written on Rosh Hashanah, but are not fully decided upon until Yom Kippur. The Rosh Ben Taisvis asks, How is the Shayach? We see that many Tzadikim die early when they're young, and many Rishayim end up living a long life. So the answer that our Gemara is referring to Elam Haba. If a person is a tzaddik, even though he may die early in this world, but he'll live long in Elam Haba. And finally, the Gemara says in Tchias Hamesim there will be three groups to be judged: tzaddikim, rishayim, and beninim. Tafiyut Zayin. Hashem meimis umechaye marid Hashem puts people into their graves and brings them up from their graves. 
the Pasuk in Tehillim, Ahavti ki Yishma Hashem Eskoyli, this is David HaMelech referring to the time of Misa, that Hashem will listen to me, even during the time of Misa, because he tipped the scales in my schus. The Gemara says, Paisha Yisrael Begufan, those Jews who have been chaita with their bodies, in other words, they never put on tefillin, and they have many averis, and Goyim, who did Gili Arayas, they'll go to Gehenim for a period of 12 months, and their ashes will fall under the feet of Tzadikim. But the Tztukim, the Kafre Taira, people who were Maser, they tattletailed to the government, those who spread terror, and those who were Chaita Umachta Sarabim, they go to Gehenim and stay there for generations. The Gemara says someone who is, exact, who is exactly a Benini, Hashem will tip the scales in his favor. Someone who rules with excessive terror, he will never have Banim Talmidei Chachamim. Rava said, Anyone who is tolerant on people who did bad to him, Hashem will also overlook some of his averes as well. We see that Hashem put a talus on himself, like a shliach tzibur, and showed Maisha the seder hatfila, so he could teach people how to ask kapara for averes. Hashem Hashem kel rachum b'chanan. Why does it say the name Hashem twice? The answer is because Hashem is Racham, has Rachamim both before a person does the Avera and after. The Gemara says if a person says the 13 meters, Hashem, Hashem, Kel Racham, Buchanan, etc., he will never be turned away. Tshuva is so great that it can change a person's Zardin. So if a person does Tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, they're Meichelim. But if he doesn't do Tshuva, even if he brings Kol Karbana Shabbat then they're not Meichelim. And a Tzibur has the Kayach to get Mechila via Tshuva any time of the year, not just between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yisa Hashem Panavelecha tells us that Tshuva helps, and the Elecha tells us that only for Jews Tshuva helps. This is the Medrash Tanchuma. And in general, Tshuva only works for things that are Ben Adam Lamakam. But Tshuva does not work for Averis Ben Adam Lachavera. Tafyud Ches. It's better for a person to be mispal for Tshuva before the Gzardin, not after the Gzardin. A Gzardin that has a Shvua attached to it cannot be changed, as we see from the Mishpachas Eli. The Gemara says a person who has both Torah and Gemilas Chasadim has extra special Zuchuyas, and these Zuchuyas cannot be gotten just by buying Karbanas, but rather Torah and Gemilas Chasadim are much stronger than the Karbanas. Torah is a refuah for everything. There was a family in Yerushalayim where all of their children died when they turned 18. Shrab Yechen and Ben Zakkai told them to be Misasik with Torah. They did, and the Gzeru was lifted, and the family lived. The Pasuk, Dirshu Hashem Vihimatzai, to seek out Hashem, we say that it's easiest to seek out Hashem to do tshuva during the Aserah Simei tshuva. And finally, the Gemara says that on Rosh Hashanah, all people pass through judgment in front of Hashem, Kibnei Maran, like, on, like a shepherd. Each person is judged in of himself, but Hashem also looks at the whole world at once, at the same time he judges each person individually. And on this point, we will conclude our share.